Well, hello and welcome along to uh, episode 15 of the All Things Lee's podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre. And uh, joining me in the studio, as he always does, it's Leeds United fan, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm fine, mate. Had a nice lie in this morning. Yep. <laughs> We're recording this a lot later than, than what we usually do. Mm. Yeah. Not, not telling me. Not, not telling yeah, me that yeah, you're Yeah. I, I, ignore the social media channels. That is a wind-up. <laughs> uh, uh, what a week it's uh, been uh, to be a Leeds United fan, though. Uh, anyway, uh, looking at the positives. Uh, we'll, of course, uh, look yep. back on Leeds' uh, awesome 3-2 win uh, over Millwall uh, at Ellen Road last Saturday. That and the other results saw Leeds go back into second in the table and two points clear. Uh, we'll go over all that. Um, did you have a good week after that result? <laughs> yeah. I was, great, I, was, I was delighted. I yeah. mean, it's always nice to do one over on Millwall because... It's Millwall, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it was it was just a good week in general. <laughs> uh, we'll also go over the under-23s uh, as they they beat Burnley three-one away uh, last Friday uh, to progress to the semi-final of the Premier League Cup. Uh, we'll also look at some other bits of news coming out of Ellen Road this week, and we'll have a listen to a chat that I had with uh, BBC Video Leeds' Adam Pope before looking ahead to two away games coming up for Leeds next week. The first being against Birmingham on Saturday and then against Preston on Tuesday. Plenty of stuff coming up here on episode 15 of the All Things Leeds podcast. Uh, Well, we need to start then, don't we really, uh, recapping uh, what has been a brilliant, brilliant weekend uh, if you're a Leeds United fan. Leeds, of course, beating Millwall 3-2 um, to jump up to second in the championship table after results elsewhere. I mean, it was just incredible, wasn't it, on Saturday? It was, it was an incredible afternoon. It was certainly an in- interesting one. It was, it, I sort of experienced kind of all the highs and lows of being a Leeds fan in, in 190 minutes. I mean, because we were following the Sheffield United and uh, Bristol City result at the same time, and that was obviously... It was that was going badly, and then it was going all right, and then it was going badly, and then it was going well, and then it went brilliant, and then sixty seconds after uh, Vyman did us a massive favour, <laughs> Pablo Hernandez comes up clutch, and we we go three two up, and the place goes mental, and people are setting flares off and all sorts. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's it, amazing. It, it was incredible. The, the feeling was great. It <clears> almost <throat> felt like the final day of the season. You know, when you're getting scores coming through, you know, the the team who who you need to lose, you know, is is winning, and we're losing, but then all of a sudden it. Changed changes and uh yeah it, it, it just it just flips on its head it, it, it's just it's, it, the feeling on saturday inside the ground was just immense yeah it was it, it was somewhat special because pe- people were like um a little bit annoyed at one nil but they thought the general consensus of the stadium was it's only like 10 minutes in we'll be all right people were a lot more annoyed at 2-1 because that was in the second half but there was still you know about uh you know 35 40 minutes left yeah there was enough time but you know, with Leeds, we we squandered quite a few chances. It it, um, it did have a little bit of a Sheffield United feel to it, that where we where we wasted a few chances in the first half, and the penalties a glaring one. And yeah. then Jack Harrison had that one on one, which he should have scored. Yeah, we will. We'll of course go over the uh, uh, the bigger you know points, uh, talking points that went that happened there throughout the game. I mean, but first of all, I mean, how often do we do we need to, how often do we need to put ourselves through this being a Leeds fan, especially this season? How many free twos it's happened a do, few we times. To, do we have to live through? I mean, the the Villa one, the Blackburn one, and this one, and the, we've had a few later ones as well. The, the, the middles were away when there was 100th minute goal and <laughs> we've had, we've had, a, we've had a few 
a few a few late <laughs> late, late, late kind of like jumps in mood yeah because <laughs> you sat there at one nil thinking ah oh, sod this <laughs> we, 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 we've done it again we've screwed it up and then we, we pull it back and you think no nah, this might be the, the greatest weekend of all time yeah. yet you, you, you experience like a lot of highs and lows and um the more sensible Leeds fans when we went behind in the game were were saying oh, this, there's still an opportunity here, there's still enough time. Even when we scored at two two, you were saying, "Oh, we've got a lot of time here to score up to score the winner." Because we we scored the two two on about in seventy second minute or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was a, there was a, there was a long time left. It was about over twenty minutes when you were factoring added time. So there was a long time, but we, we scored it like eight minutes later anyway. So yeah. <laughs> it was point. It was yeah. it didn't have to wait that long, but. Yeah, the more sensible Leeds fans knew that there was still a chance, and yeah. there's always going to be a chance. I mean, it's just what the, what Leeds fans feel really. You know, the past few seasons we've been, you know, we have had teams who go to maybe you know there's ten fifteen minutes left, they're losing by a goal and they just give up really. Uh, but this side just you know showing the grit and determination that they have done all season, from going down behind twice and um, and uh, missing a penalty, not uh, not burying a penalty. You know it, it just shows you know again the, the character of the players and you know this team is going to battle right till the last minute to get the result that they want. Yeah, the the turning point in the game was the Janssen for Clark substitution, not because of what either player was doing. I mean, apart from Janssen almost getting sent off, but um, trying try to talk himself into a second yellow for some reason. <laughs> yeah. um, and Because Clark didn't do a massive deal when he came on either. But it was the fact that Hernandez went to the middle of the pitch and then could maestro a bit more on yeah, the middle. He, he saw the entire game in front of him, knew what knew what to do, and it gave him that freedom, really, running back in the middle. Because up until that point, they were... They were managing us quite well. They were—I say managing us—they they, they will never do that. But they were keeping us out um, from from making a lot of clear chances. And then once we went a little bit more attacking, we got them on the back foot a bit more, and we created quite a few more clear-cut opportunities. And because um, Janssen went off at, at two-one down, and then we scored like literally a couple of minutes later. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of people, especially around us, they were quite surprised seeing Pontus Janssen go off for Jack Clark, but that substitution, as you said, you know, was kind of a turning point in the game. It, it changed the game, and uh, inevitably, inevitably uh, we went on to um, win 3-2. Uh, but let's uh, digest the game properly, shall we? Go over the uh, key target points. So, I mean, we were poor the first 20 minutes, where we? we were really, really poor. Millwall, they were definitely on top. They, you know, they pressed high, started quicker, and uh, they kind of surprised us a bit, really. I was quite impressed with them the first 20 minutes. Their goals, the manner of their goals didn't surprise me. The kind of, you know... Flinging balls into the box, winning headers, yeah. uh, and and obviously we're getting getting the penalty. But I think they would have scored that if they hadn't got the penalty anyway, because it was like I think it was three on two in, inside our box. They'd have scored that anyway. Yeah. Um, at least with the penalty, Peacock Fowler's got a chance of keeping it out. But um, yeah, they, they they were better on the ball than I was expecting them to be. I mean, the passing their passing was poor. Yeah. But they they were they were winning a lot of second balls. Uh, whenever a ball dropped in midfield, they. About eighty to eighty percent of the time, they won the ball, the the dead ball. Uh, but yeah, they they were slightly better than I thought they were going to be. But then they, they always up the game for Leeds, don't they? That's, yeah, that's, that's true. A, that's a fact. Every yeah. season. Uh, but we really really poured. Uh, Millwall thoroughly deserved their lead on uh, on ten minutes. Uh, Malon Romeo uh, getting to a, a ball. It looked like it was going out of play. He got there just in time, crossed it in, found Ben Thompson free in the box, not too far out, and he uh, headed it into the back of the net. Poor defending from Leeds, but a Millwall, um, you know, they fully deserved the lead. And as I say, you know, probably a better team for the first twenty minutes. Uh, but we then, you know, grew into the game, and I'd say we became a better team. 
Yeah, from about 20, 22 minutes onwards in the first half, we 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 were the better team. We we were we pushed about ten yards further up. We uh, they they didn't they stopped pressing as much when they weren't when not when they started time wasting on fifteen minutes, which is just Millwall all over. Yeah, <laughs> and um, refusing to give the ball back out of the dugout, and then one of their players took about thirty seconds to take a throw in. Uh, their goalkeeper was did it so often he he actually got booked by a referee. And you know for yeah, you, on, yeah. you know for an opposition player, an opposition keeper to get booked at Ellen Road, you've got to be bad because referees <laughs> normally let people get away with murder at Ellen Road. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they, they 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 just did all they could to kind of ruin the first half, end it quickly. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I'd say we we grew into the game. Eventually, became the better side. I felt um, we awarded a penalty. Um, Alioski getting brought down. Still a penalty this one. Um, the referee making a good call. The referee, I felt, did have a decent game. To be fair, he gave a few iffy free kicks for both teams. Some some a little bit soft. But other than both penalties were penalties. He he gave out cards to um, uh, they get, the keeper got a card and then one of their one of their attacking players got a card because he, he basically two footed Phillips from behind as Phillips was running away from our our box running upfield he just he just went through him just to stop him breaking yeah and, uh, and that was a clear yellow at least yeah and um, he gave a few other yellows out and Jansen got a yellow for. A bit pretty pointless. I'm obviously I'm, I'm skipping way ahead here. It, it was a poor challenge, and he almost. It, did, <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't just. It. it wasn't just a poor challenge. It was a needless challenge because Liam Cooper was going to get to the ball. Uh, he didn't need to trip him up really, yeah. but yeah, and then it. Yeah, but uh, referee, he had a good game. I don't agree oh. with Neil Harris saying afterwards. You know, it, it was more of a lead to side. I, I definitely don't agree with that. I thought it was you know pretty fair. I mean, he awarded both teams a penalty. Yeah, you know? yeah, they were. They were he was he was a, he was he was one of the better referees I've seen at Ellen Road this season. I mean, it's not a massively high bar, but because <laughs> yeah. I mean, amazingly, Mike Dean's probably been the uh, the best referee we've had at Ellen Road this season so far up until this point. Yeah, uh, Mike Dean is uh, in charge for the Birmingham game on Saturday. I know. As well. He gave out his hundredth red card to Ashley Young, which is nice because it cost Manchester United the game. <laughs> Yeah, honourable mention to uh, Wolves and uh, uh, San Martino for, <laughs> Cheers, <lads. That> gave, <laughs> for beating them two one on Tuesday. Gave me a good laugh yesterday. <laughs> um, well, you know we kept on. You know, I mean, first of all, penalty. Bamford stepped up. He he had scored his only penalty for Leeds just before you know a few weeks ago uh, against Bolton, but stepped up for this one. A poor penalty saved for, uh, by the keeper's legs, and you know, poor penalty. The word poor kind of sums up his afternoon, really. He, he, he wasn't good at all, really. He, he admitted it after the game, or actually this morning, that um, he said, oh, not this morning. Wednesday uh, morning. Was it, sun, was it Sunday morning when he tweeted it? When he, uh, when he was like, he said that waking up to three points uh, uh, kind of helps the fact that he didn't have a good game. So he admitted he didn't have a good game. Yeah. I mean, the penalty, what, what, if he'd if it leathered it, were exactly the same spot, if he'd leathered it, he'd have scored it. It was the fact that it had no pace. It was a no. good, saveable height. Um, the key, all the keeper had to do was flick his legs up and he'd serve it. Um, he, he looked... I mean, first of all, I'd like to say, the Millwall players tried to kick the spot up. Did you notice that? Yeah, they, I did. They tried to ruin the penalty spot. Yeah, but it, 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 it should make a difference. I mean, Bamford, you know, it's a poor penalty. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, no excuses. He, it, he should have scored it. Yeah, probably gets in his head. But, I mean, he, he, he didn't have a good game, did he? It was barely in it. Barely in, you know, barely got stuck in. Um, and, yeah, he, he just didn't have, he just didn't have a great game, really. Kind of a passenger, really, chasing shadows all game. And, um, I mean, for, uh, Saturday's game against Birmingham away, if Kemal Roof is back fit, which uh, apparently he should be, could you see Kemal Roof going in for Bamford? No, that's a bit too knee-jerk for Bielsa. 
nothing. Uh, Rufo met the bench, um, and he might come on in about the seventieth minute if Bamford's mm. not having a great game. But I can, I can, if it, I can see Bamford. It wasn't. It was a poor performance, but it's not exactly like his millionth poor performance in a row, is it? Yeah. He, he, he had a one-off game. He had a one-off game at Reading. He had a one-off game here. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to him as well, where, when he had a poor game against QPR, uh, came back and scored a press against West Brom. Yeah, he, he's he's a good player. He's, an, he's on his day. Yeah. He's a good player at this level, and he, uh, he can do it. Yeah. If we keep if we give him a bit of confidence and just start him again next game and just go, come on, you, you know you know you were you were, you were poor against, <clears throat> you know you were poor against Millwall. This is your chance to redeem yourself. We're off down to we're off down to St Andrews. We need yeah. three points. Uh, if we if we win a penalty, you know you got to do better. And if you get a chance, we need you to score it. Uh, we did equalise though on 34 minutes. Uh, Pablo Hernandez uh, finishing off this move. Th- this was uh, a few minutes after Jack Harrison. He missed a great opportunity. Good pass to play, linking up well with Hernandez. Jack Harrison won with the keeper. Like I say, good opportunity missed there, but Hernandez uh, did eventually uh, put us ahead on 34 minutes. Really nice play, this from Leeds United. All starting, really, with Liam Cooper at the back. Yeah, Millwall had like a three-on-two chance, and they overhit a pass to their winger, and Cooper collected it and sent it back upfield. Uh, it got worked down to Tyler Roberts, who spread it out to click in the middle. He followed it up, laid it off to Luke Ehrling, who, who uh, had the presence of mind, because he did it a couple of times at Reading. He did that when, you know, when he runs forward and cuts it back to the edge of the box. And uh, and it's it's worked a few times, and um, it left Pablo with. I mean, he had to hit it first time, otherwise the defenders would have had that. Yeah, definitely. But um, pulled, he pulled it into a bottom left corner. Great, great ball in, and he hits it, and keepers not having that. Yeah, really nice goal. And as you mentioned, you know Liam Cooper, he had a few options at the back. You know, he could have sent it off into Rose but instead he, you know, he takes it round the the attacker, plays it to Alioski, and then eventually goes down to Erling. And I don't know if you saw the clip of the uh, goal that Chile scored while I under did. Bielsa. There's a clip on social media. Def- definitely look at it if you uh, haven't seen it already. Uh, but it's basically, basically a goal that Chile scored while Bielsa managed them, and the goal that we scored, Hernandez's first goal uh, against Millwall, pretty much both identical, and it just shows Bielsa's philosophy, really. Yeah, it's part of his kind of movement memories, strategy isn't it we're getting people to practice uh, a goal enough that when they're in the middle of a game and they're not really thinking though they will they will do that and score that goal um or score one type of goal that they've trained on because they train specific attacking movements enough that you'll you'll just do it naturally and you won't think about it because thinking about it costs seconds and seconds cost opportunities in football yeah so a lot of the time you don't have seconds to think about what you want to do in fact, more often than not, you've got less than a second to make your mind up to do something or not do something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, re- really nice move, really nice goal. That made it one all, uh, one all at half time. Uh, definitely the better team going into half time. Really, as I say, apart from the first twenty minutes, we were poor. But uh, you know, apart from that, we were uh, the better side. Um, I felt, and you know, I was confident going into the second half. I was, um, but ten minutes into the second half, though, half time substitute Barry Douglas. Uh, he uh, gave the ball away on the left hand side. Millwall break, and then eventually uh, Liam Cooper goes in, takes down Ben Marshall in the box, and he steps up and scored, made it two one. Uh, Cooper, first of all, was it a challenge that he had to make? Um, it's not the challenge I would have. I would have made. I mean, obviously he's a, he's a professional footballer, so I defer to his experience. Uh, I, he should have stood him up. It should have um, should have jockeyed him and forced him to pass it or have an immediate shot. Or if he, if he tried to run past him, try and force him as close to the byline as possible to give Peacock Fowler as much of a chance. Um, but I, I have a feeling that would have been a goal either way because it was it was pretty much three on two. It, yeah. Luke Ayling was um, was caught field because because we were attacking at that point when Douglas lost the ball. So Ayling was thirty yards further forward, 
so we had no chance of getting back in time. Um, yeah. Cooper had to make a challenge and he, he chose and it was good, a good player, player to, I don't know whoever won the penalty, but they... Ben Marshall. Ben Marshall won it as yeah. well. I know he scored it. He um, he, he uh, dragged the ball away and got tucked down and it's, it's a penalty and it's it's unfortunate because we, we, were, we were playing quite well. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, as I said, we were the better side, but, you know, just laps of concentration. Barry Douglas giving the ball away. <laughs> Cooper putting in, uh, you know, a reckless challenge. They get a penalty. They score. Um, you know, it was kind of, you know, a disappointing feeling, really. You know, as you said, and um, you know, the, the mood amongst the fans kind of dropped a bit, really, when when, yeah, when that penalty was awarded. It's a bit of a small somber at that point. Um, Barry Douglas did, however, redeem himself a yeah. few minutes later. <laughs> yeah, we, we we kept on pushing on uh, through. Uh, we eventually uh, equalised. Uh, Jack Harrison doing really well first of all on the left hand side, keeping the ball in. Yeah, you know the ball looked like he was going out of play. Harrison just lost it. There was a grunt from the fans, but then Harrison just turns into Usain Bolt, runs down to the bar line, keeps it in play, pulls it back to Barry Douglas, and uh, Barry Douglas uh, whips in a you know a nice cross to Ailing and Ailing absolute peach of a cross, an absolute bullet header from Ailing. Mm. Great finish. Not, <laughs> not only what you'd expect from Luke Aylin, really. I mean, it's not normally what you'd expect from fullbacks as well. Fullbacks linking up to score. It, Left it, back it, Barry Douglas <laughs> giving it to right back Luke Aylin to score. In the six yard box. <laughs> yeah. Just be Elsa, isn't it? Uh, uh, but Barry Douglas, um, he, he was injured at this at this point as well. Fair play to him. He injured himself during, during the second half when, it, after it, he came it, on at half time. It was his left leg that he'd, he'd done as well. Yeah. So it, the, ball, the, the foot he sent the ball in with is, was his knackered leg. Yeah, he's a fair play to him for, for carrying on and getting that assist, obviously. Um, not good news about him, though. Rupturing uh, ligaments. Medial um, ligaments, yeah. Yeah, out for two to three months. Put him out for the rest of the season. It was due to a challenge with Jed Wallace when he did it. He was, when he was... Um, when Millwall were, were trying trying to force their way down his side, he, he went in on Jed Wallace and just smashed his knee. I mean, it's happened so many times this season. See, people are saying, "Oh, uh, this is all down to Bielsa," but it's it's a lot, all of them. Well, ninety percent of these injuries have been freak kind of impact injuries. You, you get, yeah, it's, you, it's just been unfortunate. You, you normally get when you're doing like Formula One or race horsing <laughs> or some some sort of. Contact uh, proper contact sport like rugby or something like that. Yeah. Not normally what you get when you're playing football. Yeah. But he's just been. He's really unlucky because he was just. I, re- I reckon in his mind he was thinking there. Right. All right. I, I, gave, the, I gave the ball away for the for the, for the their second goal. But I've got thirty but, minutes now. But, to... I, but I got an assist. I finished the game off. I, I, di- I didn't look too defensively suspect for the rest of the game. If I keep playing like this and Alioski keeps playing like he did in the first half because Alioski was. Defensively poor in the first. Yeah, half. defensively. Yeah, I mean, for me, Alioski, he, he he's a he's a good left back, but he's a good left wing back. For me, he can't play a left back in a back four. For me, you have to play him as a wing back, and you play you know back three: Bavardi, Jansen, Cooper. And then you've got Ailing and Alioski as the wing backs. Although you, you say Ailing probably doesn't have enough pace to be a, a wing back, which is unfortunate because I feel as though Alioski, as a wing back by himself on that left hand side, he would be great. But as, a, as in a back four, I just feel like Alioski probably, you know, isn't that good. He does get caught out quite a lot. Uh, but yeah, Barry Douglas out for two to three months, put him out for the rest of the season. Really unfortunate. Hope hopefully he recovers uh, I feel, well. I feel sorry for the lot to be yeah, honest. Hopefully he recovers uh, well and quickly. Um, will we see him play for Leeds again? Do you think? Yeah. If we, yeah, even if we go up, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's going to be wholesale change when we go up. No, I think we're, if we did do wholesale change, we'd be in danger of doing a Fulham, just spending a hundred million quid on the team and picking up four wins all season because we've hired a bunch of mercenaries that don't care. <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather us go up 
sign like five players. Yeah, we, we, we need to sign players. Definitely keep, keep, keep the base, have a crack at it, and I reckon we'll win more games than Fulham if we do that. Yeah, because well, we'll, we've got a better manager than Fulham. Yeah, uh, we definitely need to sign players anyway. Uh, but anyway, we're carrying on with the game. Uh, we're in search for a winner for sure. He came close with a, a really nice shot from a, qu- quite a long range. I don't think it was ever good. It never looked like it was going to go in. No, but it trouble of goalkeeper, won as a corner. Yeah, and, and it, as soon as it left his foot, you knew it was going to force a save. But you, you never Because th- of the goalkeeper's position, you knew it was never going to go in. Yeah. But um, yeah, then Phillips headed just over from the resulting corner of, over the over the <clears throat> the bar. But um, yeah, we, we looked like we were pushing for an, for an, uh, another goal, and then a bit of we won, we won the ball back, and Ananda sent it over to Harrison, who led it off to Tyler Roberts, and a bit of trickery down the wing. And Millwall fans were saying this, the ball went out of play because they're bitter. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't say what I wanted to say then. <laughs> uh, but we um, and then he sent the ball in on his left foot, and. Amazing run of Pablo Hernandez. Nobody tracks Pablo Hernandez. I could be the most dangerous player on the pitch. Nobody yeah. tracks his run, and he runs into the <laughs> he runs into yeah. six yard box. Nice goal as well. He's sliding S- down, S- slides it in about five yards out, but buries it. And uh, yeah, as as we were saying, it was an extraordinary minute because news is trickling into the stands that Bristol City had just taken the lead uh, against uh, Sheffield uh, United, gone three to up with about seven minutes to go in both games, and then six seconds later, Hernandez scores the winner, makes it three to Hernandez brace. Uh, you know, proving why he should have been in that championship team of the year. <laughs> Very much. Was it twelve goals, tennis? Uh, actually, is it is it twelve goals, eleven assists? He's got or something stupid. He's yeah, been involved in twenty three goals. Yeah, I don't know what the exact split is. No, but he's been incredible. He's been arguably the best player in the championship this season. Um, so, I, certainly the best player uh, for Leeds. Yeah, should, should have definitely been in that uh, championship team of the year without a doubt. And he's a uh, uh, yeah, given given the twos up <laughs> to the EFL saying yeah. I, I am this good. I'm going to score a brace. And, yeah, I think, uh, think Pontus Janssen put that part of a tweet, something like that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee United today go on to uh, win 3 2. Uh, Honourable uh, mentions to uh, Lee Johnson, the uh, Bristol City manager, and uh, Andres Vyman for scoring all three goals. Cheers, Vyman. Yeah, I've always respected Bristol. <laughs> always respected. I mean, they, they chuck us six points every season. Their manager's always funny to look at. Yeah. And they occasionally do over people who, in, who are rivaling us. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, what's that to like? Yeah. Oh, always, always respected Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> we have the we have the best record against Bristol than any club in the championship. I think yeah. we've won like twelve out of our last fourteen meetings with Bristol and drawn drawn one of them and lost one. Well, we'll tell you, you don't have a good record against Bristol. Sheffield United <laughs> done the double uh, over them this season, haven't they? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we beat uh, Millwall three two. Bristol City beat Sheffield United three two, as we mentioned. And uh, Leeds go back to second in the table and two points clear of third with seven games to go. Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh God! It's back in our own hands. It's back in our own hands. Yeah. It's all happy now. Yeah, but if we if, if we screw up like they did, well, then we're straight back to square one, aren't we? Uh, it can change like that. That's the thing. Two points clear, but you know, we lose and Sheffield United win one weekend and it changes just like that. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, great stuff from Leeds United. All happy now. Seven games to go. We're second with with two points clear. Um, do you believe? Do you believe it's going to happen? We've got a three game week now, don't we? Because we've got. Birmingham away, Preston yeah. away, and I mean, Sheffield Wednesday yeah. at home. People talk about these two next games away, which are tough, but then we've got a small matter of a game against Sheffield Wednesday. Who love us daily. And, well, <laughs> but the thing is, they've got a decision to make. Why don't you just roll over, lads, so Sheffield United don't go up? Yeah, so your rivals... Let's be realistic. You, you hate them more than you hate us. <laughs> Hopefully. I, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's close, but you definitely hate them more. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, just a quick word on the uh, aftermath of the game then against Millwall. Uh, Leeds United are receiving a punishment from the uh, FA. Uh, a fine for the Leeds United fans throwing uh, things at uh, Ben Marshall after he scored the penalty to put them 2-1 ahead uh, as he celebrated right in front of the uh, Leeds fans in the south stand. Um, now, I don't really know what clubs meant to do really you know to, to stop fans throwing stuff you know it, it, it's a high you know against a, a game against one of our rivals you know there's high emotions in it and the guy is literally per you know on purpose you know, he, he scored the penalty running over to the away fans but then he steps back and just you know he, he, just, he, he incites the Leeds fans yeah if you incite fans you deserve everything you get yeah I know people say oh there's no excuse for throwing stuff at footballers if you incite a crowd you get what you deserve. Yeah. And you should get punished for that as well. Especially, they get especially when he has the opportunity to run off to his own fans and celebrate in front of them, uh, in front of the away Because the away fans are 20 yards away. <laughs> yes. He could run over. It's not like he scored at the cop end and he had no choice but celebrate in front of the Leeds fans. He yeah. had he had perfect opportunity to celebrate in front of his own fans yeah. and decided to act like he did. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, what is he expecting? I mean, it's not. I will say it's not the only time in the game that people started pelting stuff at Millwall players because Jed Wallace had about as he was walking down the byline of the East End, had at least three things thrown at him. <laughs> and they it, 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 it all landed behind him, but he noticed all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, that, and that was the family stand. Yeah. But, but, I mean, you know, what are they expecting? I mean, they should be fine, first of all. Ben Marshall should be fine for enticing the Leeds fans. I mean, Neil Harris should be um, fine for crimes against football for what we had to watch yeah. at Ellen Road. For, for the style <laughs> of play he puts in, he, he, he makes everyone sit through in the championship every season. <laughs> I mean, Millwall were really, really poor for me. You know, they were good first 20 minutes, but then they were poor. We, we were great, but we were just better than them, and we had to win. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know what the club was meant to do, though, to stop fans throwing stuff. You're not... You're going to put a steward next to every single fan. From from what I understand, the West Yorkshire Police are quite happy with Leeds at the moment because there's not been that many arrests. No. There was only there was no arrest at the game, and there was only one arrest in town um, at, at, the, at the time the game was going on. And so if, if they don't have to do that much and they don't have to do much policing, they don't have to spend as much money. They're happy with the club. And uh, if it, the EFL and the FA won't punish Leeds that much if they, if Leeds demonstrate that they are doing what they can to stop it. Um, and I think Roger Zani has kind of told everyone to stop pelting stuff on the pitch. But realistically, if 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 you're gonna if you're trying try and wind up the the noisiest and rowdiest section of the fans in Ellen Road, <laughs> you're gonna get what you deserve. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but but anyway, moving on, uh, we've got a couple of tough away away games like we mentioned, and we will uh, look into those uh, towards the end of this episode. But let's first look at the uh, Leeds United and twenty threes, uh, as we always do in every podcast. Uh, last Friday they beat Burnley three one away to progress to the semi-final of the Premier League Cup. They'll be drawn at home to Newcastle in the semi-final. That should be a good game to go to. I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be a, a big crowd there, as, as there always is fun 23s this season. I, I've heard it might be at Ellen Road. It might be. If it's at Ellen Road, then we, we, yeah. Hopefully we could maybe open up two stands if, if enough fans want to go. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably open the family stand and maybe the cop. Yeah. Get 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 some fans on TV. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I'm sure there'll be a few thousand turn up. It's a semi final of a cup competition. Why would you not want to turn up? Yeah, I mean they've been turning up for for all all these other games. It's semi final against Newcastle United as well. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure there's, it's going to be a good game to go to. They beat us in the qualifying for the cup though, so they're they're, they're not a pushover. They're a good team. Yeah, uh, but in twenty threes, they just keep on doing it, don't they? You know, we've got a group of winners coming through. Yeah, excellent group of players. It'd be interesting to see if they can go all the way and win the double. I mean, even if they don't, they've had a superb season and they've and they've got a chance to go up into the um, into the Premier League yeah. under twenty three setup. I mean, they've got to go through the playoffs because for some reason they only promote one team every year. 
Yeah. Uh, but it's exciting, though. And, you know, we've we got a lot of players, you know, coming through who maybe could get a chance in the first team and you, you could be, you know, superstars, really. But also, you know, if they're good and they come in, come in you know, we could sell them for, you know, five, ten million. <laughs> what, what, what's for going right nowadays for good for good uh, youngsters? I don't, I don't want to be a selling club. We've been a selling club for years. I mean, no, but... I've always hated that about us. Yeah, but if we're in the Premier League, you, you know, you, you're going to get less youngsters. One of the reasons I hate Norwich... Uh, for, uh, not, they didn't really buy much of our youth talent but Spurs did that mostly uh, but the, for, for stealing our players when we were on our knees <laughs> the, the likes of bloody Johnny Housen and Robert Snodgrass and uh, Luciano Becchio uh, blame Ken Bates for that <laughs> yeah I hate Bates yeah who, who doesn't who doesn't Ryan <laughs> <laughs> um, Emerson's going again uh, against Burnley uh, he looks like a good player uh, just a quick word on his brown though we played for the 23s on Friday uh, who was not involved for the game against Millwall last Saturday. It looks like he probably doesn't have a future at all at Leeds United, doesn't it? It's, it looks a bit unfortunate. Yeah. Phil, Phil, if on the inside on road thing this morning, sorry to plug another podcast, but I'm going to have to because otherwise I'll get done. It's a great podcast. Phil here, do you work it? Go check that out. Yeah, done for <laughs> plagiarism. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say something they've said and then someone call me out on it, but uh, Phil was saying this morning it would be, pre, it would be prime Leeds if Izzy Brown's first and only contribution was to score the winning goal which sent Leeds up to the mm. Premier League I mean and, we mentioned that his, a few then, weeks ago and then his loan ended yeah we mentioned that a few weeks ago didn't we if he comes on you know the game against Aston Villa at home and, and he scores, scores the goal to make us go five points clear in second with one game left to go that'll be all the hard work will be will be worth it but yeah I mean is, is he brown you know he's fully fit and they're choosing to play him in 23s instead of getting him on the bench against Millwall. It, it just shows you where he's at, really. And yeah, he, he, when he's loads up, th- he's probably going to go back. Yeah, I don't think Bielsa sees enough in him. Yeah, and he, he, he probably we probably won't sign him at the end of the season, which is unfortunate. I mean, if we if we had seen Beasley Brown who played for Huddersfield a few years ago, it would have been exciting, but uh, just doesn't seem to be. Uh, it's not been the same since injury, yeah. has it? Just doesn't seem to be working out uh, for, for Izzy Brown this season. Uh, but that's been 23s. Hopefully they keep on uh, uh, doing what they're doing and uh, hopefully they go on and, and uh, reach the final of the Premier League Cup and maybe even win it. Hopefully so. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move back on to the uh, first team then. Uh, before we discuss uh, the two away games coming up against uh, Birmingham and Preston, um, let's listen to a chat I had with a BBC Video Leeds' Adam Pope, uh, who told me whether he saw Leeds being in this position at this point in the season. I certainly didn't I'd think that it would go this well, to be quite honest. I think when it was in pre-season, and we heard about the Bielsa, sort of, or the move for Bielsa, I genuinely thought, gosh, this could be spectacularly brilliant or spectacularly bad. And, um, and I'd say that because I think it's really difficult for a foreign coach to come and who's had no experience of English football, uh, either playing or managing here, and particularly in the championship, to, to, do, to do really well very quickly. And he's obviously proved that he can. And there's been very few examples recently. Obviously, Wolves, it's happened. Yukanovic uh, has, has shown success having done it, although he had played at Chelsea many years before. But you know, he did really well with Watford and with Fulham. And he would have been my choice, to be quite honest, if, if Leeds could have gotten. You know, the last couple of years, whenever they've looked at a new manager, I thought, Yukanovic, because he can do it. But Bielsa has been phenomenal. So really has surprised me that, that it's gone this well. Yeah, has it been the best season you've covered Leeds United? Yeah, undoubtedly, regardless of the outcome. Because A, the football has been sensational to watch. And B, I like the, the standards that he's set and the culture that he's put around the place. And for the first time in 
and you think about it, I've been covering Leeds since, or commentating on since 2005-06. You generally feel that the club is aligned in the right way, you know, on the field and, and, and off the field. They've still got things to do and still, still things to get right, but it's points in the right direction. And in, for that alone, it's been more simpler to cover because you can concentrate on the, on the, the thing that you should concentrate on as a commentator and a reporter as the football. What's it like? actually you know working with the club and what's it like reporting on Bielsa as well of course we, we know that he's done a brilliant job and you hear stories about him what is it actually like? Yeah I mean working with the club has been a, a lot better in recent times a lot lot better because over the years it's been difficult you know under the Ken Bates area where he didn't really want any other media outlets covering the club or wouldn't give much access to them so that was particularly difficult so in that sense the job is easy you know we're not having to if you like at one point we were having to broadcast them at the Peacock pub quite a few years ago because we weren't given enough access to be able to do even a, a pre-commentary show, pre-show before commentary uh, or post-match so never mind not having the commentary itself so that was really difficult and every twist and turn you know the club is doing its best to make life difficult that seems a long time ago now thankfully I mean Cellino brought his own uh, issues because it was pretty crazy however I do feel that after the mayhem of GFH that it needed somebody with a, uh, a really sort of willful sort of persona to, to clear up the mess Really, or at least straighten it out. However, the problem there for me was when you're covering a club that you soon realised that everything was looked at as a cost and not as an investment, and it needed cost cutting, but it, it didn't need to go that deep or that far, and it, the club could never grow then. So that was difficult uh, as well because you felt that the playing staff weren't, weren't of a great calibre. It was only really Berardi that seen the test of time from, from that era, and then obviously under Angus Kinnear since he's come in with Andrea Radrizzani, a lot more professional, a lot more slicker, and I think a lot more intent, a general intent to combine, you know, the local media and. Where possible, I suppose, with the national media as well, to, to, to sort of engage with them and realise that there's a positive message coming out of Leeds and that it needs to be told and that, and that it can be shared, and, and most of it is. I mean, I think Radrizzani is probably the first owner that's arrived without any real sort of skeletons in the, in the cupboard. You know? So um, I know there's been issues with some of the things he's done while he's been at Leeds, and people are trying to point to you know, some of his business practices elsewhere, but ultimately, I think... I think the intention from him is is really solid. Um, I know he loves his sports rights business, but I think in terms of Leeds United, he's, he's doing his best to deliver on it, on the, the promise that he made was to himself to try and get him in the Premier League. But also things like buying the ground back. You know these things. You know you've had it from a reporting stance. You've had somebody that said he was going to do it, and he's delivered it. Everybody else said they were going to do it, didn't deliver. So yeah, you feel that you can trust the club that 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 lot more, I think, than you could do in previous times. Yeah, it's been incredible. Turnaround. Uh, looking ahead to the rest of this season, then uh, got two very important away games coming up. First against uh, Birmingham, and then uh, away at Preston. Uh, but after that, three-two victory over Millwall last Saturday at Lundford. How important is this period now? Do you feel in terms of how the season is going to finish? Yeah, I mean, look, three games in a week now. We're suddenly back into it after the international break. So th- the complexion of the table could look quite different, particularly when you consider that Leeds and Sheffield are coming up against same opposition in the next two games, and then of course Leeds have a big game against Sheffield. Wednesday so so by the end of these three games you know you might find especially if Norwich continue their their rich vein of form that there may be a bit of a breakaway going on for, for either of the two sides that are chasing it lots of people are, are sort of anticipating it's going to go to the wire it could well do it at this stage and it could be an Ipswich away job but I just think I'm confident ahead of the, the next few games and I really have learnt this season more than other just to try and focus on on say Birmingham next rather than keep thinking about you know Preston and Sheffield Wednesday
chance, you know, what might happen at Brentford or at Wigan at home and stuff. So, but I am confident because I genuinely believe Ed, that Leeds are the best side when they put their A game together. Their A game is better than Norwich's A game, and hence better than everybody else's in the division as well. Do you believe then that Leeds United will get promoted this season? I'll put you on the spot. I do. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I really, I really have felt it for a long time now that logic doesn't always sort of fit in there. But I have had a feeling that that it will happen. I genuinely believe they deserve to as well. And I think that the big difference to me, and I've sort of tried to convey this over the season, is that when you look at, say, 2005-06 under Kevin Blackwell, when they were always looking like third at best behind Reading and Sheffield United, who sort of ran away with it, uh, particularly Reading that year, Leeds sort of dropped into the playoffs on a really bad run of form. If they drop into the playoffs this year, it's going to be really unfortunate. But you still know that they're a very, very good side. And much as I'd hate to have to go to there, because, you know, you're probably going to meet a side, you know, if you're going to be, the say, the third one that drops in, out the t- out the out the top three because the two that don't make it you're going to meet somebody that's on the rise somewhere and there's some tough teams in there you know I mean even if Borough recover that you know you know they're going to be like really a sturdy and doughty sort of side now Villa are in there you know I don't think they'll hold on to their their place I know West Brom who've suddenly had a little skirt maybe the top two he's probably going to end up in you know third you would have thought so and then you know with a Sheffield Wednesday or even a you know a Preston could even make the, the then you're going to catch something on a bit of form going in and you know Derby have certainly got enough players you know, to cause anybody a problem on their day because we'll get some mad results don't they I and mean, they walloped what Rotherham 6 the other day but then, but then can get beat for themselves so yeah so there's a lot of hope that they do it but I genuinely believe that they will do it because they've got the ability and they've stayed calm under pressure as well and and, and they've coped with being not only the expectation of being at Leeds United and now with it with a you know huge fan base thinking gosh they can do this much that they also think well they can blow it as well they've coped with that and they've coped with being at the top nearly all season too yeah, hopefully we can do it and hopefully no wheeling shouts get in quite a lot of times <laughs> yeah hopefully look I, I'd accept you know 7-1-0 wins at the end of the season <laughs> that'd be fine yeah look we're all feeling it you know we felt it before the Sheffield United game there was a, there was a lot of tension a lot of anxiety probably more so for the West Brom game actually after the defeat to QPR the Millwall game was everyone felt quite relaxed I think to an extent other than it being Millwall because they thought look they expected a win that's where you sort of worry about the complacency maybe maybe setting in not that it will with the players at all but yeah I think there's no way I can't look at any of these games now and think right can you guarantee yourself three points and then Birmingham need points Preston are going for it, even though they lost recently. Sheffield Wednesday not giving up the, the fight. You know, Brentford's always been awkward. Wigan maybe think, yeah, expect to do that, you know, on the on before they go to Brentford. And then Villa. I mean, there's gonna be something on the Villa game, isn't it? For even if it's not Belize, it's gonna be for them. And then Ipswich will be down by by then, but hopefully it's done. I'd like to think Ed, it'd be done and dusted, you know, with with yeah the penultimate game. I, I just think to do it at Ellen Road would be fantastic. And if I had a sort of vision of it happening, then that would be great. But if we've got to go to Portman Road, <laughs> a la Bournemouth all those years ago, then then so be it. But uh, wow, I, I, like the tension is is it's not unbearable because it's sort of enjoyable as well. But it's that dash for the line, isn't it? And everybody's sort of out of breath already. But we just got enough guts to see it through now because I think what's interesting for me as well both Norwich Leeds and Sheffield United there's there's not like a huge body of people in or players in any of those sides that have done this particularly we've all yeah all elements of people have gone up and 
and you know, Sabao Douglas Suppley was injured and what have you. And there's people with vast experience like Pablo Hernandez, say, but you don't look at those squads and think, well, here is a seasoned set of promotion campaigners from the Championship into the Premier League. So it's who's got the bottle because it's it's uncharted territory for a lot of players this now. Certainly is. Adam Pope there, BBC Video Leeds. Um, great guy, great guy. Uh, loved uh, chatting to him. Hopefully you all uh, enjoyed uh, that one. Uh, but he's very optimistic, isn't he? Very optimistic, very full of uh, praise for Leeds United. It's, uh, it's easy to be optimistic when you're not a Leeds fan, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's an Everton fan, for those of you that don't know, but he's covered Leeds a long, a long time. Since you've had him five, I think he's in that interview. Yeah, so he's, he's, <laughs> he's been watching Leeds almost as long as I have. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he, he, he does love the club. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he is very optimistic. Oh, we're all optimistic. You can't you can't be going to get. I mean, we're all Leeds fans, so we all think this is all going to end in tears. But for the most part, we're all optimistic that this this could be our year. Yeah, by playoffs, hopefully not, or by automatics, yeah. hopefully. I'm I'm not optimistic. I know it's our year. <laughs> I know it's our year, mate. Uh, and then it's you have you. the We're deluded gone. Leeds fan <laughs> in his natural habitat. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, it was interesting. Uh, Adam Pope. Um, I asked him whether this is the best season he's um, reported on Leeds, uh, and he went it to death about. Went into depth about um, you know what it's been like reporting Leeds for Leeds over a few years with with a few owners and restrictions, reporting restrictions that he's had, and um, highlighting the fact that Andre Rosani, you know, at the club, he really has you know changed it really. Yeah, because we've had all manner of cretins manage uh, kind of own this club yeah. in the last kind of fifteen years. We've had the likes of Bates and GFH and Chilino. Yeah. I know Bates certainly didn't like. You know, he certainly he. Certainly put a few bans on a on a few journalists. I mean, yeah, Phil got banned, didn't he, by Bates? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then it, and then he got slaughtered in the program notes. <laughs> Bates doing his own notes in the League United program. Um, but I mean, yeah, Andre Vavzani, what what he's done is magnificent, and um, you know, uh, people who you know they like to be negative, but. Andre Vavazani is the best done that, that we've had for, for years and years, and the setup at the club is fantastic. You know, it, it really is brilliant. And um, you know, with the director of football, I know that a lot of people don't like it, and they were saying, "Oh, we're not going to get a manager who wants to be under uh, director of football." But you know, we've got Bielsa, and he's doing a fantastic job. So you know, be positive. We, we are blessed. Really, I would say to have Andre Vazani, the owner, director of football, and the, the setups that we have at the club. For, for me personally, did you see that new Skybet episode thing uh, about Leeds? Victor the, Orta. Yeah, and they interviewed Orta about the whole thing, and he was like, um, and uh, Rajazani asked, said, it, All right, who's your favourite coach? Who do you want? And he went, oh, well, My favourite coach is Bielsa, but we'll never get him. And so <laughs> Rajazani just went, Try. <laughs> <laughs> so, and now we have him, and now we're second in the league with seven yeah. games to go. And yeah. it, Incredible, incredible story. And Victor Orta was so close to leaving as well. Who dares wins? And I remember we were chatting Orta out away at Preston last season, along we, with a lot of other fans. We were, of these fans. we were. That's because I, I looked at the yeah. J. Roy Grot and Sibiki and some of the dreadful players he signed. I mean, the, for, mo- for the most part, his under-23 20, signings have all been brilliant, barring a couple, but his senior signings have been... I mean, the, the ones I can see have lasted are Alioski... Douglas, um, Bamford. There's been quite a few hasn't it. Saez hasn't made it, not yeah. really. Um, Idiguchi never made it. Um, Usain Boy, he never made it. Did he remember? Yeah. Do you remember yeah, him? From Juventus, wasn't it? Yeah. And I remember last season they put a video of like the, the players walking onto the training field, and at the end of it, 
the boy like walking onto a training field waving at the camera it's like oh is he going to play we're finally going to see him but no <laughs> it doesn't seem to have worked out uh, but yeah I mean Victor <laughs> there's a lot of players that he's brought in and they, they work good but this season you know he's he's listened he's he's gone got players with English football experience and we're second in the league with seven games to go it is well, incredible rather than go for the whole kind of sign 11 players or for a million quid each kind of scattergun approach he's gone for the sign two players permanently in Douglas and Bamford and get the rest on loan and we'll try and do this the uh, the, the proper way of doing it yeah and uh, it's obviously working and um, I'll ask you the first question I asked Adam Pope was did he see you know where, um, Leeds United being in this position at this point of the season did, did you no. Were you expecting this? No. If I'm being honest with you, no. Yeah. I mean, definitely <laughs> not. I mean, we, we went to that last Palmas friendly a week before, didn't we? And looking at that, and, and watching that, we were like, I, I, going into the Stoke City game, I was like, if we play like we did against Las Palmas, yeah, I, I can't see us winning this, but, you know, we didn't. A couple we of players did play well in that last Palmas game. Click played well, which got him his starting spot yeah. for but that game. We definitely worked great, though. We only beat him 1-0, and... Um, kind of rueful last minute yeah. winner, wasn't it, really? But, yeah, it's just been a massive surprise, really. I certainly didn't expect it. Uh, if we were pushing for the playoffs, I'd, I'd be happy. But, you know, uh, if we finished in the playoffs, I'd be upset. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, there's going to be a few twists and turns. Uh, we, we know that it's going to go right down to the wire, probably. But hopefully we can get, you know, done and dusted uh, early. If it's the Aston Villa game, that seals the win. The last home game of the season, that seals the win. Uh, that seals promotion for Leeds. That, that'd, be, that'd be great. I know nobody wants to hear this, but I think mathematically we secure playoffs if we beat Birmingham and Preston. I think because we're, I think we're like eighteen points clear at this point of, yeah. of seven players. That'd be nice. I think I think we are exactly eighteen points clear. But uh, so if we win, if we if we beat Preston, we beat Birmingham, then I think we're effectively mathematically guaranteed playoffs. Yeah, let, let me have a look. Uh, I'll try to do uh, a quick math. <laughs> quick maths. Um, yeah, we are. We are uh, 18 points uh, clear of 7th place Derby County, Frank Lampard's Derby County. They do have a game in hand, though. Uh, but let's move on, uh, shall we, to the uh, two big games coming up for Leeds United uh, this week. It's Birmingham away on Saturday and Preston away on Tuesday. Uh, then followed by the small matter of a, of a home game against <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, 5.30 kick-off that one as well, which is certainly going to be interesting. So it's, it's three games in one week, which is going to be <laughs> you know, very vital, but... The reason why you know these two games are vital for me is because Sheffield United also play they play Preston away and then Birmingham away, uh, while we play Birmingham away and then Preston away um, in the next few days, and it, it could make or break both sides of the season. Really, you know, they're, they're both very tough places to go to. Um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting, certainly. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> we don't really have a lot of easy games left, do we? Yeah. I mean, Ipswich and Wigan are the other ones I can see which we should be winning. Yeah. And then all the others, you know, Derby against Sheffield Wednesday is not not a walk in the park. Brentford away. Brentford away. Oh, we always lose. Villa at home. It's got to be tough. They've got Grealish back now. Aston Grealish. (laughs) Literal definition of a one-man team. (laughs) They are are mid-table dross without him. (laughs) And now they're fifth place with him because they won the last five games since he's been back. But yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting, uh, isn't it? Are these season-defining games, these two coming up against Preston and... uh, Birmingham. I think by the end by the end of the Sheffield Wednesday game, we'll know where we're going to be. Yeah, I, I think if we pick up, um, if it's a perfect week, then I think we're all, we'll be fine. Yeah, I, I reckon if we pick up six points in these next two games, great. If we pick up nine points in the next three games, then I think there's no doubt in my that, mind that, that we're going to finish second. Well, 
even if we win the next three games, there's still four games left. So that's still a twelve point swing, which can. Yeah. It, it's hard to predict because you don't know how, how Leeds are gonna, if Leeds are going to turn up and off. No, we're games. very inconsistent, aren't and, we? And you don't know if Sheffield United are going to win all their three games because they've yeah. just had a bad result and they might go on a bad run now, which hopefully they do. Yeah, hopefully. Um, See, the, the problem we're trying to predict the championship is it's the championship and it cannot be predicted because <laughs> <laughs> anyone can beat anyone. Yeah. That, I always, when, when anyone uh, disagrees with that, I always uh, take them back to the when Wolves played Sunderland away, you know, last season when Wolves had been promoted like two weeks earlier and Sunderland had been relegated the week before and uh, Sunderland beat them 3-0. <laughs> yeah. like Sunderland had the worst team in the league yeah. and they went and beat the best team in the league convincingly <laughs> yeah um, let, let's uh, dive into the Birmingham game then first of all of course uh, we're up against our former manager Gary Monk um, beat us already this season yep they uh, beat us 2-0 at the road early on in the season 2-1 won it yep I think it was back in September or October I believe Septem- I, think, I think it was September September September, yeah. September. We, we didn't have um, was that did we still have Roof and Hernandez in that game. I don't or? think so. No, that, that's probably why we lost. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they've been hit with a nine-point uh, deduction recently. Uh, they uh, now um, they're now 18th in the league and just four points above relegation after losing three-two away at West Brom last Friday. Five night. losses in a row for them. Yep, five losses in a row. I mean, they're, they're a poor side, and I we, think we only should be beating them. Only Borough below them in the form table. <laughs> I mean, they're a, they're a poor, poor side, um, and uh, yeah, we, we should be beating them. We, we should be beating them. There's no excuse. Yeah. Um, they did score two against West Brom, but they West don't... West Brom haven't been great recently. Well, they've done. They've won. They've last... won a few games, but they've been performing they they, uh, well. They haven't really caught up us, but they've caught up Sheffield United a bit. Yeah, um, they're only four points behind Sheffield United now, which is they'd be lying to you if players didn't say they were looking over the shoulder. Only four points behind them. Yeah, it'd be so funny if they collapsed into the playoffs. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it's definitely a game that we, you know that we that we can win. I reckon that we will. You know, Kiko Casilla, he's back from suspension. He could be in goal. He will be. In and goal. Uh, Kamar Roof, uh, he, if he's back from injury, he may go in. Um, prediction for this one, I <laughs> I'd go for it. I'm gonna go three nil to Leeds United. I reckon we'll win this comfortably. Uh, have we got a good record down there? I mean, we won. We won there in the, in the monk season. The last time we won there was the monk season. Yeah. Yeah, we, we lost there last season. Yeah. Oh God, how did we lose there last season? They were like bottom of the table, and we lost there. <laughs> oh, we were. Yeah, never mind. We weren't great last we season. Were, we were garbage. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go two 0 Leeds. Two 0 Yeah, I reckon we'll keep a clean sheet, especially with Kiko back in goal, and uh, they've got Yukovits and Chadams who are both pretty good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for, for me, we can we could keep a clean sheet, and uh, yeah, I'm going to go three 0 to Leeds United. I'm fairly optimistic about this one. Um, just a reminder for the fans that are going to the game, make sure to turn you back for Chris and Kev. Uh, of course, uh, it, Friday marks uh, 19th uh, year since uh, Christopher Loftus and uh, Kevin Speet, they got uh, stabbed uh, in Istanbul uh, while he's playing Galatasaray to find and uh, 2000 UEFA uh, Cup semi-final. Um, yeah, always, always in our memories and uh, we always... Uh, uh, pay our respect so make sure if you go in make sure you turn back in yeah. uh, respect for Chris and uh, Chris and Kev um, but moving on to Preston then Tuesday night away uh, going to be a completely different story than the Birmingham game we're going to be there um, yeah we're going to be there it's going to be great Maybe podcast maybe next week is probably going to be on Thursday we may have to record it it depends how we're feeling on the Wednesday. <laughs> if we're feeling all right on the Wednesday, then we'll may as well not come home. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get back in Leeds until about midnight, and then we've got, I've got I've got to be back here by what 
eight, eight, half eight or something like yeah. that. Yeah, we may record it same time that we're recording now. It's six o'clock right now on a Wednesday night. May record it. Yeah, Six o'clock might, might next be, Wednesday. It or might be a record, nighttime record. Yeah. Maybe a Thursday morning record. Um, uh, you're gonna have to bear with us, but it, it should be a good week on the channel. Uh, keep an eye out. Um, but yeah, Preston is gonna be a completely different story. They're they're top side for me. They've got some good players. Now, yes, they did lose two one away at Reading last Saturday, but they were beaten in ten games before that, winning seven of those. Um, that loss probably came at a, a really good time. To be honest, they've they've stuck a few youth players in, and they've got like they've got a young I don't know what his name is, but they've stuck a couple of young centre backs in, and they've really took to the role, and they've they've started off really well. They've got uh, they've got Declan running goal. He used to be at Norwich. He's a good keeper. They've um, and they've got they've got they've got the same ish kind of team they've had for years. They've got Daniel Johnson in midfield is a bit a bit inconsistent, but generally a good Championship player. And they've got that um, the, the, is it Maguire they've got up front or on the wing or something like that. Mm-hmm. He usually scores quite a few for them. So they've got a good solid. They buy a lot of Irish players, the Preston, which is quite decent because yeah. obviously I'm part Irish myself, so I follow a lot of Irish players. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they've got a good solid championship team, and we slapped them about when they were at Ellen Road, three yeah. um, nil, and it won't it won't like a difficult three nil, yeah. it was a comfortable three nil. Tyler Roberts scoring two goals, I think, in that night. His as first well. two goals for the club, yeah. Yeah, hopefully he can continue that and yeah. get back another couple. Yeah. We, we definitely can't concede first because I remember the cup game early on in the season to oh, beat us at Ellen Road. We went, they did they, they got a penalty and scored. Went one nil ahead after about two minutes, and then just time wasted and cheated their way through the game, and ended up winning. That it penalty was, was awful. A that penalty wasn't a penalty. It was a dive. It was a dive. <laughs> it was awful. We we really really cannot um, uh, go down against them. Uh, but that that loss against Reading probably come at a good time. Really, um, he stopped their their uh, ten game uh, unbeaten run. Um, they are tenth in the league, though three points off the playoffs. So no doubt they'll be uh, you know they'll they'll be wanting to try and make a push for the uh, top six places. Um, and, and bounce back from uh, that defeat. Of course, they play Sheffield Wednesday, or Sheffield United away, um, or at home rather, on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're going to want to push for the playoffs. Um, I think this week, if they don't win any of their games, uh, of course, Sheffield United and Leeds United, not easy. If they don't win any of them, then they're probably not going to make the playoffs. So they're, they're going to be up for it. It's going to be tough. No doubt it's going to be the harder of the two games. Yeah, uh, it will be, but you know. Monk will have them up for this. Birmingham will want to stop stop the stop the rot, and they'll want to get clear of the relegation zone. So I wouldn't write them off. Preston are on obviously opposite side of the table. They've got something to fight for. And they they want the playoff spot. Obviously, Bristol City have been a bit in, inconsistent recently. Middlesbrough falling apart. Derby, are, although they slapped about Rotherham, everyone slaps about Rotherham. Gen- <laughs> generally, they've been a bit poor of Derby of late, especially this year, the calendar year. Yeah. Uh, so. If anyone like if Villa, Villa have proven it. If you can put a run together, you can finish in the in the not in the top four, but you can finish fifth or sixth because I think there's like a ten point gap between fourth and fifth. Yeah. So the top four, although the order's not sorted yet, the actual who was going to be in it is sorted. Yeah. But the fifth and sixth players are up for grabs, and if you if Preston will be thinking if we can put a run together here, we can nick it off Villa or we can nick it off Bristol City. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're they're going to be up for it. We don't usually have a great record um, away at Preston, but. You know what? I do think that we can see the silver line. I, I'm I'm fairly optimistic about this one. I, I'll go for a close and nervy two-one win to Leeds United. What about you? One-one draw. One-one draw. Yeah, I I I reckon for these two games, you know, the games that we should be winning. There's not really any excuses. Yes, they're away from home against tough sides, but there's, you know, we 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 can win. Um, yeah. So for me, Birmingham. We could be at three 0 I'm going to go for a two one win over over Preston. If we win and draw against Birmingham Preston and uh, Sheffield United beat Birmingham Preston, 
we go into the Sheffield Wednesday game on level points with Sheffield United. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they've got a better goal difference than us. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that's for two games. It, it should be uh, interesting. Um, and of course, all things Leeds will be uh, keeping you right up to date with uh, with everything that is happening. Uh, but that brings us to the end of uh, episode 15 of the uh, All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you to uh, Charles, as always, for, for joining me. Cheers. And uh, as we said, we, we don't know what day we're going to be back next week, but it should be a good week on the All Things Leeds YouTube channel, so make sure you keep uh, keep an eye out there. Uh, but thank you to everyone who has uh, joined and uh, listened. We really do appreciate it. If you enjoyed, then why not subscribe or follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, give us a five-star rating if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. That'd be great. Share the podcast around and share the channel around. That would uh, help us out. Uh, make sure to follow All Things Leeds on the uh, social media pages. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, just search up All Things Leeds. Twitter and Instagram, just search up All Things Leeds 1. Um, and keep up to date with uh, everything uh, that is happening. Like I said, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. I'm looking at the camera right now. We are on Facebook or on YouTube, rather. Make sure you uh, you subscribe to the YouTube channel. That'd be <laughs> that'd be great. Um, and yeah, me and Charles, uh, we will be back next week, definitely. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>